We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. By now, you may have heard about the new form of fantasy football called best ball. Sites like Underdog Fantasy, DraftKings, and Drafters are offering life-changing money in massive tournaments with huge money up for grabs. Considering best ball was really just a spinoff from traditional fantasy football leagues that we've all played in, you'd think it'd be as simple as hop into your draft deploy your typical fantasy football strategies, draft your best players, and print money. The problem is that best ball has a lot of different features. It's a very unique game relative to your traditional fantasy football league that you probably play at home with your college buddies, your friends, your work colleagues. Best ball is quite a bit different. And here at Spike Week, we're going to walk you through all those differences and get you set up to crush your best ball drafts. The first subject we're going to cover here in this new series at Spike Week how to win at best ball is segment we're calling mastering the rules before we get into those specifics about these rules why do we care why do we care about these rules you may be asking yourself i'm just going to draft the best players i'm going to build the best teams and i'm going to win the money the key thing to think about is that so many of our opponents are coming over from their traditional fantasy football leagues And when you combine that with the fact that the rules of best ball are very, very different, the way that prizes are distributed, the way that we score points, the way that tournaments are constructed, how many teams are in tournaments, all sorts of factors are extremely different from our fantasy football leagues that we draft at home or with our buddy. So if we dive deep and we really master these rules and the differences in our fantasy football leagues and best ball leagues, that's where we can really get an edge when our opponents are maybe not diving so deep into those rules. Our opponents are just trying to draft the best players. So where can we get an edge? And it's in something like some of these unique features of best ball rules. There are really three key elements to rules for best ball. One is the format of the contest that you're playing in. For our sake, we're only going to be talking about best ball tournaments here. If you're drafting in a 12-team league, they have five-team leagues and three-team leagues in best ball, a lot of this will still be applicable to you. But we're really focused on some of the big, huge tournaments across underdog, DraftKings, and drafters with 
millions or thousands of dollars up for grabs. And within best ball, we do have a couple of different kinds of formats that we'll get to here today. The second element of best ball with the rules is scoring. Across all the different best ball sites, we have slightly different scoring, meaning how players are assigned points for the actions that they take during a football game. Then the final piece is rosters. Each site has their own little unique version of how many players you draft, how large your rosters are, and maybe what your starting lineup is. So first, let's get into the formats. This is probably the most important factor of best ball rules. Really, we have two main formats of best ball tournaments. First is what I would call a playoff format. The playoff format is probably what you're used to in your traditional fantasy football league, just on a little bit bigger scale. The gist of the playoff format is pretty simple. You draft within a 12-team league, you versus 11 other teams, in a typical snake draft. First pick to 12th, and then all the way back down to the first pick again. From within that league, you need to advance to the playoffs, just like in your home fantasy football league. Once you make the playoffs, you need to continue to advance through multiple playoff rounds, reach the championship, and then in the championship is where you can take down the overall prize in that tournament. However, best ball is just a little bit different, especially in these tournaments. Most of these tournaments have thousands and teams, hundreds of thousands of teams, meaning there are thousands of different 12-team leagues being drafted into these tournaments. So instead of advancing out of the regular season and into the playoffs and playing against the same teams that were in your league like you would your home fantasy football league, you're advancing to the playoffs and you're playing against other teams from other leagues that also advance to the playoffs. Now, Every tournament has its own little unique structure in terms of advancing to the playoffs, how many teams out of each league advance to the playoffs, and the advancements thereafter in the playoff weeks. But generally what is true across all best ball tournaments is we have four rounds. In the first round, that's our regular season round. That's where we compete against the 11 other teams in the league that we drafted in, and typically about two teams advance across most tournaments out of that into the playoffs. So two out of 12 teams generally advance out of that 12 team league that was drafted into the next round into the playoffs. Then we move to round two. This is the quarterfinals. That's week 15. The regular season goes from weeks one to week 14. Week 15 kicks off the playoffs. Exactly how many teams are in those quarterfinals in week 15 depend upon exactly which tournament you're playing. But generally somewhere from eight to 16 teams are in your week 15 group and generally one maybe two teams will advance out of that group if you advance out of that group you move on to the semifinals round three that's week 16 and week 16 is really just another version of round two week 15 but we're taking even better teams teams that advanced out of their group in round one moved on to round two and advanced again in round two, on to round three. We have a similar setup to week 15 in week 16, where generally something like eight to 16 teams make this group out of the week 15 winners, and one, maybe two teams will advance out of the week six, week 16 group into the week 17 best ball final. Which brings us to round four, week 17, the best ball championship. Exactly how many teams are in week 17? Totally dependent upon the tournament. We have very, very big tournaments like, say, a DraftKings Millie Maker tournament. If you play on DraftKings, there are hundreds of thousands of teams in that tournament and more than a thousand teams make it to week 17. You may also have much smaller field tournaments. Maybe they're a little bit higher stakes or they're single entry tournaments. 
And that you may get as low as 15 or 20 teams only that make the championship round. We'll definitely be discussing the strategy for different size tournaments, different types of tournaments, different sites in some upcoming videos. But generally speaking, it's just important to know for this playoff format, how important week 17 and the entirety of the playoffs are. Of course, you need to advance out of your 12 team draft. You can't do anything. You can't win any money if you don't make it out of that that 12 team league. But where all the money gets paid out, where most of the money gets distributed is in the playoffs and in particular in week 17. So we need to keep that in mind when we put together our drafts, just how important the end of the season is in this playoff format. The other main format in best ball is actually even simpler than the playoff format. It's what we would call a cumulative format. As you can probably guess from the name, this format revolves around one pretty basic idea, score the most points. In this format, there are no fantasy playoffs. There is no week 17 championship. There's no week 15, 16. None of that is included. Your sole goal is to score the most points from week one to week 17 in the entire tournament. You will still draft a team in a 12-team league, just like you would in the playoff format, just like you would in your typical fantasy football league. But once that team is drafted, you're now competing with every other team in the entire tournament. That original league is irrelevant now. You're trying to score the most points against every single team in the tournament after the draft is over. Like I said before, we'll definitely be getting in to the strategy around these different formats in future videos. But from a general standpoint, there's not a lot we're doing too much differently between the two, except in the cumulative formats, it's really important to be cognizant of the fact that week one counts the exact same as week 17 and every week they're in the middle. This doesn't mean that we want to forego high upside players, maybe players like rookies or uncertain situations, but it does mean that players that may be injured, players that may be suspended, looking at you, Jameson Williams, or players that are going to come out of the gates really slowly may take a slight ding in this format. The main site that offers cumulative format tournaments in best ball is our good friends at Drafters. The cumulative format can be a really good way to get your feet wet in best ball. They offer low stakes tournaments, some, some bigger, a little bit higher dollar tournaments, but it's a great way to start to sink your teeth into best ball without having to worry about all the chaos of the fantasy playoffs and week 17. Plus, any new users on Drafters that use promo code SPIKE get a 100% deposit bonus on any first deposit up to $100. That's right, 100 free dollars from Drafters if you deposit $100. That's a lot of best ball teams. One other quick note on format in best ball is that Underdog Fantasy's premier contest, Best Ball Mania, this year, Best Ball Mania 4, took a little bit of a different approach. Historically, it has been a playoff format tournament. Last season, they did pay out a $1 million top prize to the regular season champion, weeks one through week 14. This year, they expanded upon the regular season aspect. So Best Ball Mania 4 itself is just a little bit different than both of the formats. And it's actually one tournament of playoff and one tournament of cumulative all wrapped into one. If you want to read about what that means for drafters and some strategy, go to spikeweek.com or check out the article link in the description. Next up on the rules list, scoring. You would think the scoring aspect of the game is probably the most straightforward 
and the least advantageous in terms of how we can gain an edge as best ball drafters. But it might be the most interesting. It's mostly implied in the name, but what best ball really means is that you draft a team of players and you get the best scores every single week assigned to your lineup from the website that you drafted them on without having to set a starting lineup. It doesn't matter if your last pick is your highest score or your first pick is your highest score. You get the highest scoring points at each position automatic. That seems pretty straightforward and maybe not like a big deal, but as we construct our teams, it's actually a very big deal. Since you don't have to select a starting lineup, that uncomfortable feeling when you draft your team in your home league with your college buddies of not having your second running back or your second wide receiver by the time you hit round six, seven, or eight, you don't have to worry about that. So since you don't have to pick who is in your starting lineup, we have an entire team at our disposal to slot into our starting lineup. Just because your second running back that's technically in your starting lineup when you leave the draft isn't quite as strong as you like, you can build a stable of running backs thereafter that give you a chance to still pop with a great running back score in any given week. And of course, we'll be breaking down that roster construction in a future video here on this channel. In terms of how many points our players are racking up for the stats that they accrue during the game, each site does it a little bit differently. But the biggest thing to take into account is one, underdog fantasy is half point PPR, meaning for every reception that a player records, he gets 0.5 points. On both DraftKings and Drafters, those are full point PPR sites, meaning for every reception the player gets on DraftKings or on Drafters, that's one full point. The other major difference on DraftKings, they have yardage bonuses. So for 300 passing yards, a player will receive three extra points. For 100 rushing yards, a player will receive three extra points. And also for 100 receiving yards, you guessed it, three more points. Clearly, the biggest difference here is that Underdog has half-point PPR and the other two sites have full-point PPR. Generally speaking, what this will mean is two things. One, yes, running backs probably get a little bit more value on Underdog. When receivers can't make up the ground from running backs by catching more passes, naturally, running backs are going to score a little bit more points relative to wide receivers on that site. That does not necessarily mean you need to draft running backs early and often. And that's because not just early running backs receive a boost, but all running backs receive a boost on underdog. The other key element on underdog is with just a general lower amount of points. Receptions are worth less. There are no bonuses. That means touchdowns play a bigger factor. They're just going to be less overall points scored but touchdowns are worth the same on underdog. So if touchdowns are making up more of the total points that our team scores, one, that means it's probably a little bit higher variance. We know that touchdowns can be a pretty high variance event. For instance, in 2021, the Patriots were a pretty high scoring offense and Jacoby Myers led the team in targets. He actually had more than 50 more targets than the second highest targeted player on the Patriots. But still, Jacoby Myers only scored two touchdowns in that entire season. So we know that there's a little more variance in that scoring because of touchdowns, but we also know players who have roles that give them the ability to score more touchdowns, goal line backs, 
receivers who get a ton of end zone targets. Those kinds of things can be a little bit more valuable on underdog. And then on DraftKings and drafters, the full point PPR definitely boosts up the wide receivers. Not only does it boost up the wide receivers, but it also hurts the running backs who don't catch passes. If you're not going to catch passes as a running back, it's going to be really hard for you to keep up with not only the wide receivers, but also the other running backs who do catch passes. On the flip side, a running back who maybe has a slightly lesser role in the run game, maybe even at the goal line, can have much more value on DraftKings and drafters thanks to the fact that they're racking up catches one single point for every catch they make that can make up that ground over the rushing first backs. And then the last thing about the rules to consider is our rosters. All three best ball sites have the same starting lineup from within your roster. On each site, your starting lineup will be one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, and one flex, with the flex being either a running back, wide receiver, or tight end. And of course, everyone else you draft, they go hit the pine. They're on the bench. But you do see two different draft sizes or roster sizes across our three best ball platforms. On underdog, it's only an 18-round draft. On both DraftKings and Drafters, the draft is 20 rounds. So you get two extra picks to make on both DraftKings and Drafters. We're definitely going to get into those strategies that you can use with those two extra picks. But generally speaking, it's really important to take into account the fact that you have two more picks, whether that's to use on a position that you're a little bit weaker or to get funky and crazy off the board at the end of your drafts or various other different strategies that, like I said, we will get into on an upcoming video. Hopefully that helped break down the specifics of the rules of best ball and maybe start to spur some ideas as to how you can use them to your advantage in drafts. Just remember three main things, the format, the scoring, and the rosters. If you master those three elements of the rules, you can really gain an edge over a lot of our opponents who are just diving in, hopping into drafts, and picking their favorite players. If you prefer a written version of this so you can nibble on it a little bit, we got a link to the article where I broke this all down on spikeweek.com in the description. And be on the lookout for part two of this series, How to Win at Best Ball, The Draft, where we'll get into all the specifics of how you can become a good drafter and how you can build really strong best ball teams by flexing that best ball drafting skill. Those were some spicy takes. Want to stay up to date with all of the other spicy takes we're going to have over here at Spike Week? Why don't you press that subscribe button below? You turn notifications on, we draft a team, boom, you know about it. We have another spicy take, boom, you know about it. You can be there. You can draft with us. You want to stay up to date? That's how you do it. All right, we'll catch you later next time here at Spike Week.